0: Welcome to the What About series, where we talk about therapy topics in a highly condensed and easily digested way.
1: Our goal is to help the average person understand some of the more complex or misunderstood aspects of the mental health world. Let's get right into it. Okay, so this episode, we're actually going to do something a little different, getting out of our comfort zone. We don't have any notes, no bullet points, no nothing. We just wanted to have more of a free-flowing episode, just talking about where we think the mental health world is going as a whole, and the mental health crisis, I guess, in, in the world today. Especially since after the pandemic, mental health issues have skyrocketed just an insane amount, Mm -hmm. you know, and so, and it's also going to be unique to, I guess, here our perspectives as therapy students, you know, you have therapists that see their point of view, but what's it really like for people of our age, of this generation going through what we're going through today, you Mm -hmm. know, that caused so much of this. Of just struggles that
0: people deal with yeah like we have a i think we have a unique viewpoint on what's happened in the past that has led up to where we are and since we're kind of the future like literally the future of therapists like in the next three years we're going to be getting into the like our be own be licensed like, yeah be licensed and working under the therapist and taking on clients and working as a whole to work with people and make the world a better place from a mental health perspective and i think yeah. we do bring unique perspective in that way and So what we're doing is we have a little timer in front of us and we're going to try to keep it to around 20 minutes and we're just going to have a, just a free conversation about what's happened, where we're at and where we think we're going when it comes to the mental health world and like the mental health crisis that we're in and going into. So yeah, I guess we can start.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, let's, do you have any initial thoughts?
0: I just think my first thought was like what right when we started the conversation was that, um, I think, yeah, we've got, we've come a long way. Like yeah. the stigma has fallen down and mm-hmm. um, we we're kind of acting against ourselves we're working against ourselves in a lot of ways because um, like we're continually getting more and more like deeper into social media and're yeah. we getting deeper into relying on like outside sources to make us feel better like mm-hmm. like not that there's anything wrong with them like drug therapies are becoming more and more popular and uh, more and more people are becoming more open to the mental health world, but going to like psychiatrists. And yeah, I think the last time I checked, the number of people seeing psychiatrists rather than the therapists is still going up. And, um, and there's still such a low amount of therapists. And I have a whole rant about like schooling when it comes to therapists. And I think it's way crazy that we have to go through as much as we do that it's not needed. To do what we're doing, you know, like when it comes to like, I'm taking statistics, and like science yeah. classes and stuff like yeah. that. I think it should be yeah, more I of like a that. trade school thing. Yeah. Like where you get a, like maybe you get an associate's and then you get like a trade school type of thing where you learn how to be a sure. third. Anyways, that's yeah. a different thing. But we have a long ways to go and we've done a lot. But um, I guess this is really vague what, what I'm saying. But um, we need to stop working against ourselves <laughs> when it comes to certain things. I think that's one of the biggest problems is we're, we're stepping on our own feet
1: yeah in in a lot of ways yeah it reminds me of the quote i don't know who said it i don't even know the exact quote so i'm gonna butcher it but that's okay Mm -hmm. it's about how you know why why do humans suffer when we are literally top of the food chain and have everything going for us really right there's nothing really going against us except for us Yeah, we're creating our own problems And except for our inner critic our little brain our little squishy guy in our head you know, he's literally creating all of these problems for us. And that's where the issues come from. You know, our little guy, our little squishy guy, our little that, brain. That little friend that's not really much of a friend, but it's trying to be. Yeah, trying to be that one useful friend you don't want to hear, but he just gives his advice anyway and you don't care. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that little voice has gotten a lot louder like for a
0: lot of people, I think, because... Um, and I think about what we've been through in the past three years alone, from like 2019 to 2022. How many historical right. events have happened? And I've noticed it within myself. Like my anxiety levels are so high recently. Mm. Like I hear about food shortages. I hear about like a. I mean, I've kind of forgot about COVID. Or I really don't care about it anymore much. Like this right. is kind of for a lot of the same people have bigger fish to fry. But for yeah. it's still kind of a thing in the background, you know um there's like the whole potential of war between china war between russia like taiwan ukraine all these things like that and then there's the housing crisis like being young people like us we we just want a house but it's we're outbid by
1: californians i don't want to say (laughs) because maybe we
0: have some listeners in california but you're stealing all of our houses
1: um (laughs) sorry we do have listeners in california we see you actually the statistics (laughs) we know you live in california so sorry but people moving from california from utah are just (laughs) buying up houses and that's great i'm glad you have the
0: money to do so but you're outbidding first-time buyers I didn't mean to go on that rant, but that's what's happening. And it's causing a lot of stress for Come people. Come on, California. Stop <laughs> Get it. Get your act together. Stay where you're at. Move to Montana. We don't. There's plenty of room. Anywho,
1: um,
0: it's like all the things that have happened in the past three years, and yeah. now we're about to go into an official, official recession probably in the next two weeks with the next quarterly financial reports and all that, and interest rates are going up, inflation. It's just all these things happening one after another. That little voice that warns of danger, or at least for me, and I'm sure it's the case for a lot of people,
1: is getting so, yeah. so loud. Yeah. It's so annoying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you think of a student's perspective, right? They got to pay for school. Yeah. If they're not on grants, no scholarships, like your average student, mm-hmm. they got to pay, you know, right now I'm paying, it costs about 3200 per semester, mm-hmm. and... I mean, you don't pay that. You don't get to go to school. Exactly. You can't build your career. You can't build your future if you don't go to to school. You're paying all this money. And then on top of that, you have all the stress of food. And now even if you're going to find food, like you were saying, you know. There's food shortages every time I go to Walmart. There's food shortage. something that's missing. Yeah. Oh, The worst part about all this is the Fairlife protein shortage. Oh my goodness, yeah. That's literally non-existent now. It's so hard to find. My life is going to go into crisis. Once I run out, and I have like five more five more bottles left. Zuko keeps jumping up on us, and he's just hes needy.
0: One thing I did learn, though, is that if you go to a Costco or call them, you can they will check for you what places have things in stock. Really? So you, can, you can go to a store and be like, hey, when are you going to have the Fairlife protein shakes? When are you going to get them, and how much are you going to get them, and when, when are other stores going to get them? And they'll tell you. You just have to go to the service desk. Oh,
1: so, Deal. hot tip. Okay, Learn about that next time. this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> next time. But now, gas even is like $3 over what it was. The national average is over $5 years a gallon. Ago. Yeah. And so I'm spending like, you know, 90 bucks every three weeks mm-hmm. just on gas alone. I have to fill up on gas tomorrow and I'm dreading and it so much. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this obviously isn't just for, for college students. It just... I mean the the issue is more of more apparent when you are a college student because you yeah. are broke af, my friend. you starting like, out your life, you
0: have so many things working against you, you know. Yeah. It's so
1: difficult. Yeah.
0: And that just causes so much so many issues because yeah. of that, you know? And that's going to I think we're going to see a huge we're, we we kind of saw what the pandemic is doing now because the pandemic was 3 years ago, like the big like when schools were shut down and no, everyone's school was Zoom. Yeah. I think we're starting to see that now. That's going to be interesting to see all these issues that are happening now, when are we going to see the effects of this mentally? You know, and I think it'll probably be within the next three or four years that we'll see all these inflation and like war anxieties, like supply chain anxieties. And this, it's just like insecurity, you know, yeah. it's just, I think this is the first time in a lot of people's lives, including myself, where there's been like real true, just overall insecurity. Because for the most of my life, honestly, I don't really remember like the 2008 to 2010 recession. And that was a big deal. But like we always had food on the table, and like I wasn't an adult. But for like a lot of people, they've never really had this level of uncertainty and insecurity in their lives, and I know I can speak for myself in that way. And it's it's terrifying for me, and because we're just so used to this level of like pomp <laughs> and so this yeah. level of like comfortability, I guess. Yeah, and that's kind of being stripped away, and I think that's a good. I think it's going to be a net good because I think people will be more grateful for what they have, and maybe be a little bit less, um, I don't know, greedy. Hopefully, I would hope that's the case. I think there's potential for that, but um, yeah, I I think it is going to have an issue when it comes to people's overall anxiety levels for sure, and that's that's scary, I
1: guess. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm just look. I'm just trying to look up uh, some statistics here about the I guess the rise of mental health issues since COVID and I mean you have things like number one my go-to when I think of issues that have come from COVID is pornography and obviously pornography has been around for a long long time and COVID's, you know didn't start anything new mm-hmm. but the usage of pornography has skyrocketed since COVID Because when it first started, when everyone was shut down in their homes, boredom kicks in. And when you're bored, you get curious and start to explore, come across porn. Oh, wow. This feels good. This looks nice. I'm going to watch this. You know, and then it hooks them. And now, how many people are hooked to pornography because of the pandemic?
0: More so than there was beforehand, which is already a dangerously (laughs) high amount of people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is just ridiculous. And you even have here, there, so yeah, this says, so the average the average adult reporting symptoms for anxiety and depression before COVID, so back in January of 2019, was about 11%. Okay, and now in January of 20, this is 2021, so two years later, the average adult of reporting anxiety or depression symptoms skyrocketed from 11% to 41.1%. Like that is, that's nutty. It's insane. That's crazy. It truly is. That is, yeah, that's really crazy. And so it's going to be interesting, like you were saying, in the future, how many people, like for instance, how many people come into our office as therapists mm-hmm. and them as clients and be going through issues that came from the pandemic. I think it's going to be a lot. You know?
0: Honestly, I've, I've talked about this with my wife, I've talked about it with my family and like I have a brother-in-law who's a doctor and we talked about it just this weekend. I think it's going to be the vast majority of people like their Rosebud or whatever is going to come from something that has done from that was happening between 2019 and 2022. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be so, like astronomically high, either whether it's pornography, like general anxiety disorder, from just all these things going on to worry about. I know the overdoses have dramatically increased mm-hmm. from like opioids and like like fentanyl overdoses and alcoholism has gone up. Just overall drug usage and the substance abuse has gone up over the past three years as well. And it's because people need some way to cope with these things that are going on, first of all. And they're, like you said, they're bored. They're home alone. Like yeah. if you already, like let's say you have alcohol at home and you have like a, I don't know, liquor cabinet or a, like a wine cellar. I don't, you have to be pretty rich to have a wine cellar, I'm <laughs> sure. But like, I don't know. Like you just, you, you have, yeah. like you casually drink, but then you're home working from home all the time. And let's say we're back in 2020. You're home all the time. You can't go out because everything's closed. You can't really have a good time without like I guess, of course, in that mindset, you can't really have a good time without being drunk. So I'm just going to drink at home. And yeah. there's no limit here. I don't have to drive home. I can drink as much as I want. And this is all speculative, of course, but it backs up the idea that, well, the well, the statistic that substance abuse has gone up dramatically over the years. And it all just kind of starts like the 2020, like around, around March, 2020. That's kind of the, the catalyst. It's gone up from there. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the vast majority of the problems that we see um especially the younger people like who mm-hmm. had their high school experience kind of taken away from them yeah and that socialization that happens then is was just stopped and i'm sure that must have been very difficult because yeah. like I, I don't know what i would have been like if just like my high school experience was taken away and like the socialization that comes with that and i think that's going to that's going to boil over in how that generation interacts with the world that's just my prediction that we're going to see lower lower levels of social skills and interaction with the world And maybe a little bit more like introversion, I guess. Mm, Yeah. Just because you kind of had to be because you were just at home all the time.
1: Right. No, there's anything bad with that though. Yeah, exactly. Being introverted anyway.
0: Yeah. And and I think that could boil a step further into social anxiety. Right. And I think that, I guess that's where I was going with that. Yeah. But for you specifically, do you think that we're going to have to change the way that we treat things because of how different things have been recently? Do you think we're going to have to take a different approach To like mental health treatment because things have been so wildly different in the past few years.
1: Hmm. Short answer. Yes. Yeah. Long answer. I mean, we're going to have to, I think we need to adapt a lot. I think because I mean with, with a lot of these therapy modalities, they're great. You know, they were great for those that didn't struggle with, uh, you know, pornography at age eight yeah you know that's very novel to the 2020s yeah yeah or you know those who are looking at screens at two years old Mm -hmm. you know things like that so i do think it's gonna have to change maybe not the models you know completely Mm -hmm. like you can you're gonna have to adapt the models though to actually how you go about certain issues you know and how you actually treat it because maybe the way you treated it 20 years ago going to be quite a bit different now yeah with all of the stimulation that we have i always say that we're born into an unfair environment because we really are i mean it's tough you see little two-year-olds even one-year-olds get put down with the phone when they're crying and then the (laughs) parent leaves so they go do their own thing you know yeah like dude they're one and a half they're two and actually studies show that if you do have an infant on a phone or a screen before age two, it really stunts their growth. Mm -hmm. Like it stunts their mental growth, physical growth, everything. Mm -hmm. It's kind of crazy. Obviously not like, you know, permanently, but it stops it for a little while. And it has long-term effects. Yeah. And so I think we're going to see a lot more of that.
0: More adaptation to the different types of problems that we're seeing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I think we'll see more, more people that have... I would say like anxious attachment styles. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Of people who were neglected by their parents Mm -hmm. and maybe not on purpose, you know, as in the parent just gave them a phone. They were still in the same room, but they never connected with them.
0: Yeah. It's just like kind of a covert neglection. Is that a neglection? Is that a word? Neglection. Sounds cool. Neglecting. Yeah. Covert neglecting or maybe like, um, like just didn't even know you were doing it. You know, yeah. I, think that, I think that's right. going to boil over into um, maybe underdeveloped social skills and underdeveloped emotional yeah. coping skills. Because mm-hmm. like you said, if a baby's crying, give them a phone. That's how they deal with it. And then that's how a lot of adults that that weren't born into the digital native, like they weren't born into this land of digital devices. Yeah, Even like I know a lot of grown adults, 30-year-olds, that they can't cope with stressful situations without pulling their phone out and scrolling through Facebook. Yeah, And imagine now how that's going to translate into a 30-year-old who was born in 2020? You know, like right. in 2050. What yeah. is that going to look like? Yeah. Because that's been their whole life. Yeah. Like you, we've talked about how dangerous it can be to turn to like alcohol and like other drugs to cope. How what's the long term effects of a of someone who was born into it at 30 years old? What is that going to look like? And I don't even know. I have zero clue. But I I don't think it's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to be difficult to treat, and we're going to have to adapt to that. Yeah. I think, on t- unless you have another thing no, on that. No, uh, no, go ahead. I was just talking to my brother-in-law over this other weekend, and he's, a, he's just a medical doctor. He's a family practice. He's really smart, and he had a lot of questions for me when it comes to like psychology and stuff like that. And He was just curious, and we had a good conversation over the weekend. And He found it interesting, that because I told him how it works when it comes to getting your license, like you bachelor's, master's, and then two years, and then you get your license.
1: Yeah, similar to. Like a, a doctor in a way. Yeah, basically. We have a like, residency a, and yeah
0: all that. And he was like, It's just like me, but you don't go to medical school. And I was like, Yeah, it's kind of crazy, right? And um he's like, You really have to get a, a master's like, What is what are you learning in your bachelor's? I was like, I can't even use my bachelor's to really do anything. Right. And that's the, the, the hard part about it. And I think that's gonna be part of the reformation kind of I hope and I'm kind of I'm uh I'm hoping for like a mental health renaissance. Mm-hmm, You know, and I've talked about this a lot, and we might have talked about it on the podcast. A renaissance
1: or but... a therapy tea party? Yeah, exactly. I, I, <laughs>
0: like a revolution, almost. Like yeah. I really hope there is, because like you look at it now, it takes so long. like we have a therapy shortage. There's not enough therapists to go around. It's like waiting lists are super long, and if you look at the mental health world, like not the mental health, the physical health world, like doctors, like yeah, you can be a nurse in two years and you can be working at a hospital helping people that have diseases and things like that, helping at emergency rooms. Just for two years, you can even do it after a year going to MA school at a trade school. You can be pushing IVs, you can start things like that, you can help nurses and doctors do certain things. You can do an EMT course in three months and they put you on helping people. And of course it's different with mental health because it's more theory based and the concepts are difficult to grasp. But if a person can go to school for a year and then immediately start working in a field, like starting IVs, pushing certain medications, working in an emergency room, why can't there be something similar with mental health? in like mm-hmm. a like a clinic or a residential treatment center or even just a therapist's office like an intake like helping a therapist like disseminate clients and like i don't know um not disseminate but to lower the concentration of clients like how can a person with like lower education help that therapist while they're in school to become that therapist mm-hmm. if that's making sense it's kind of the same thing with nurses a lot of the time they're on their way to something bigger like a nurse practitioner or a pa or like an MA is working towards becoming a full-on physician. Same thing with dentists. A dental assistant is usually working on their way up to become a dental hygienist. And what what would be the equivalent of the mental health world? I really don't know, but I think I we know, need yeah. something like that. Yeah. And I think we need to to not lower the requirements for schooling, but to readjust it because it takes way too long to the point where we can start working with people. Because I think you and me could hop into the the field in one way or another and be of some type of benefit mm-hmm. and bless the lives of a therapist, bless the lives, bless the life of a client on their path while they're working with the licensed therapist. But there's nothing like that right now. Right. And I think that's what we kind of need to get out of the crisis is we need, I don't know, we need more help. There needs to be more, like there needs to be different levels of mental health treatment. Like there is with, like in the medical world, there needs to be that different levels where you like, if the therapist is the, the top of it, like the physician is, mm-hmm, We need different levels just like that with nurses, MAs, EMTs, things like that. I I think we need somewhat of an
1: equivalent to that. Right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we have too much demand for the supply. Exactly. And I think that's what... And it's it's sad, really. I mean, you have people that deal with super serious mental health issues, and they're like, okay, I'm going to actually do it. I'm going to go see a therapist. And they try and schedule an appointment, and they're booked three months out. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh... To even
0: see if they're going to like the
1: therapist for that first right. visit. Like, like, hello, I need to be... I need to get help now. Which yeah. is why we are seeing things like BetterHelp, which they're definitely, you know, on the right track.
0: Yeah. That's definitely the start of, the, like, the renaissance that I'm yeah. hoping for. Yeah.
1: Yeah. With, like, teletherapy and being able to get help within, like, 48 hours. hmm But even then, even on BetterHelp, the supply is still
0: really low. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes it too expensive, too. If you think about anything, supply and demand is what drives prices. If there's a really low demand for really low supply of therapists with a really high demand, that's going to bump up prices. Yeah. And if there's just more options and more availability, I think naturally that will just lower prices and make it more competitive. So there's more competition typically in capitalism means better prices or like better bargains, better deals, things like that. And it's the same thing with like the medical world. There's more competition, there's less regulation, it means better prices in a true capitalistic society. Yeah. And if there's something similar with that, if there's lower let more of a supply, less of a demand, or well, I guess more supply, more supply to reach that demand. Yeah. Naturally things will just get better overall. Yeah. And that can only personally, I I think <laughs> that can only work if one we disseminate the the responsibilities a little bit more and have that type of hierarchy like the mental health profession or the physical health professions do, and also read readjust the requirements it takes to become a therapist. Because personally, I think when it comes to like the undergraduate stuff and like the the licensure things like that, I think it could be tweaked. Yeah. So it could be not fast tracked because you want to have good quality therapists, right? But it needs to be accessible
1: right but i mean i could go on a whole tangent on this about associate's degrees Mm -hmm. if you don't want an associate's degree you want to go straight for an undergrad Mm -hmm. your bachelor's or even straight towards your master's if you know what you want Mm -hmm. you should have an option i i think so to go ahead and do it you know of course they say well the associate's degree is for more more of a well-rounded person you know you learn new things in different categories like okay i see you i, I hear that I, absolutely yeah but i personally i don't care i don't care about statistics like, <laughs> i don't care about the humanities i don't care oceanography. about oceanography yeah anyway this has turned more into like a, a rant on the school rant systems. On school systems <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we definitely have our thoughts with that but uh let us know down in the comments though what you think about the mental health crisis right now
0: and do you want to hear more do you want to hear part two of this conversation we could talk more about it because obviously we go on about this for much longer. Yeah. It's a complex issue that, um, doesn't really have a single like, there's not pathway a single to, idea. yeah, there's, there's not even, I don't think we have a clear answer to really anything quite yet. I think yeah. there's just too much fog, too much uncertainty that we need to work through. If we're really going to get ourselves out of this and stop seeing the, the rise in pornography, the rise in substance abuse, the rise in suicide, the rise in mass shootings. Yeah. It's just too foggy right now, and I think we need to really make a focus on it as a society if we're really going to get out of it.
1: Yeah. And I think we are, slowly.
0: I think it's getting better. Yeah, It's I think,
1: just, yeah. it's not meeting the same speed as, as it's moving. all the other, uh, its counterparts, like, you know, the things that are causing the issues.
0: Oh, like, like it's not, yeah. Like rise in
1: pornography, mm-hmm. all that stuff.
0: It needs to match the speed of the problems. It needs to match the
1: speed, if not, you get ahead of the problems. You know, that's true. actually not be so overwhelmed we'll never get ahead of it if we're going the same speed as it right yeah Yeah. that's a good point yeah well again if you like this episode leave a rating and review and if you did like this kind of you know the free flow type of thing go ahead and let us know because i mean we we seriously just want to put out there what you want to listen to really at the end of the day if you want us to read a script for an hour because that's what you like then maybe we'll do that we could we've kind of done in the past big maybe (laughs) because we like to we like to keep this fun for us as well we enjoy this kind of stuff but we do want to make sure that we are putting out the stuff that you want to hear so let us know down in the comments leave us a review on what you want to hear and we'll be able to to make it happen absolutely and like we said if you want to hear
0: something like this again let us know um we just want to we want to make this most beneficial experience for you guys because yeah we like doing it but We also want to involve you guys as well, so please reach out and hopefully you'll learn something and let us know what you think, like Ian was saying earlier, because we're going to be the future of it and so are you guys and we need to get through this together. Yep. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the rest of your week. Peace. What
1: about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy?